Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They don't fool around. That's why people trust them. I know. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Three stepping up, delivering down the middle, and it's going to be taken in for the on the field. Ted Ginn in his hands, and Ted Ginn will go all the way. The former Carolina Panther takes it in in stride and has the touchdown as the Saints get it untracked with a big play beating James Bradbury for an 80-yard touchdown reception by 10. So if we're being objective about the Vikings and let's let's just let's just look at the the eight teams remaining in the playoffs and if you're making picks and you have no emotional attachment to the Vikings and you just kind of come in maybe you're even a drive-by football fan and you just come in and you haven't well you've been watching football but you haven't been paying super close attention to the fact that the Jaguars and the Vikings have these incredible defenses and you just look at the matchups this way. Tom Brady against Marcus Mariota. You've got Blake Bortles against Ben Roethlisberger. And then you have Matt Ryan against Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And Drew Brees against Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. I think people would say, well, these games are easy to pick. Patriots, Steelers, Falcons, Saints. Let's move on to Championship Sunday. Mm-hmm. So why would Case Keenum be the guy to throw a wrench into this. I think that's the question we have to answer. And it's not just Keenum. It's the defense, and it's this team isn't built on just Case Keenum. Absolutely. But that's going to be one of the ways that people look at these matchups this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and and Keenum's year has been a great story. And it's been, at times, surprising. But he, he's certainly played well enough for an extended period of time where it's no fluke. I guess my question is this. The whole the whole environment's going to change now to a certain degree. You now go from games that were pressure to games that are ultimate pressure. Everyone's watching. Keenum, in, in, I'm curious about this internally for him, too. He's got to know that if he plays, if he plays, let's say, two or three really good post-playoff uh, games, he's going to make himself a ton, an absolute ton. So, so what I want to see from Keenum is how does he handle the pressure now of going from from being a really feel good story uh, and a guy who thrived in this offense to playing in this offense and still not being, I mean, the, the defense is, is your most important factor, but you're now the pressure now goes to another extreme, and that's what I'm curious about because this is where some guys melt down a bit at least. Can he now take that next step of going from feel-good story during the season and take that to the playoffs? Well, I think the the worst thing he can do 
is look across the sideline to the you know to the uh, look across the field to the other sideline and see Drew Brees and think, all right, I got to flex my muscles. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and I need to live up to I need to outplay Drew Brees. Case Keenum attempting to play like Drew Brees or outplay Drew Brees would sabotage this team. He'd throw two or three interceptions. Uh, so there's there's you almost have to put your ego aside, and he's done a pretty good job of that. Where Mike Zimmer has come in two or three different times, even publicly after the games, and said we can't have that throw, we can't have that risk. This team is not built on the quarterback taking risks, and even the New Orleans Saints this season aren't built on Drew Brees taking risks. Fewest interceptions he's thrown in, in a long number of years. Uh, so if Keenum can can avoid wanting to go toe to toe with Drew Brees in this game, mm-hmm. and if you can lean on the things that you know, that have won you 13 games in the regular season and have you as one of the most dominant forces at home to contest with, mm-hmm. they should win this game. They should. like, But they're not going to win the game because Case Keenum outduels Drew Brees. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll, they'll win the game because the defense holds the Saints to, uh, I don't know, 14 to 20 points. That's why. Um, now, now, in Keenum, where I have some confidence here is this, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer's had a great year as far as as calling plays and as far as as t- taking a guy who was a career backup and uh, developing him into a starter. Pat Shermer's had a really good year. So I guess my feeling would be this: Does Shermer have the ability to calm Keenum down? Basically, I mean, what you can't. Well, he does. I mean, he's done it all right, season. Right, right. But what, but what you can't have, what you can't have Keenum do. Is you can't have him make the uh, the two throws that that he did in the game that they won against the Skins. I mean, you can't have him. He can't be trying to go out there and say, "Okay, big throw here." Now, if it's a play design, that's fine. But I mean, we saw what at least five or six times where he made passes, and you're like, "That's a bad idea." If you do that in this game, it can kill you. But if you go out there and the game plan is smart, which I'm guessing it should be, but if you go out there and basically manage things as best as possible and make a few plays here and there. I, th- I think you're fine. But that again comes back to when things start to get tough, does he have the ability to do that? And this is a situation that we've never seen him in before. Uh, 651-646-8255. Steve emails the show. Better hurry and get those shirts printed because the voyage will be over on Sunday. Great show as always. Well, thanks, Steve. <laughs> One of those Vikings fans with low expectations signed Steve. Um, let's go to Scott on line one. Scott, you're on the show. Yeah, Steve. Um, okay, you can go back to bed now. Um, <laughs> okay, first off, if we don't win the Super Bowl, it's a plus. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I guess I'm old enough. I remember the 0-4s. I remember getting our butts kicked to the Giants. I remember, obviously, New Orleans, you know. It's a whole new ball game. And, and I'm not worrying. I'm not going to worry. Well, Walsh is not here. I'm not going to worry about wide left. I'm not going to worry about wide right. Um, and, you know, I think it comes down to Zim. There's a, there's a, there's a new sheriff. There's a new attitude. Uh, and Naki, no more of this. Yeah, I knew he was going to miss it left because I remember hearing that. I remember calling you and saying, Nat, no more of that crap. But, no, I'm not worried. Because why? Why worry? 
I mean, if so you weren't if season. you weren't worried, then you wouldn't have said that to me about the kicker. It's it, hard. So, it sounds like you're no, trying no, no, to. No, no. I remember you saying that after he missed it, and you saying you were at some function someplace, and yeah. I knew he was going to miss it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's factual. I told the room before he kicked it, but that's just me being a Vikings well, fan for thirty plus years. Well, okay, you need to get over that. You're young. Okay, I've watched. I, I remember all of those. I'm sixty four, so I've been there. I've done that. Oh, you've seen them all. all but it's, it's a it's a new ball game. It's a new attitude, and and I think it starts with Zim. He has this demeanor. I mean, he's the best coach since Bud Grant by far, by not even in the ballpark far. So you know what? It's a new ball game. Are you sure, and, Scott? Are you absolutely, absolutely sure? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, 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 hey! Don't print those shirts. Just wait. See, Scott, you're not, no, you, you're, so you're you, not you, sure. You sound like a guy trying to oh, convince yourself that the, that the thing okay, has changed. Okay. Judge, Judge, I'm kind of with you on the superstition thing, kind of, uh-huh. sort of. That's why I really hesitated to even call, because I didn't want to get into it. But, you know, you've got to just relax. Relax. Not to use that phrase, but just relax. Okay. Don't worry. All You'll right. fine. I don't know, Scott. Sound, Scott, you, you sound a little bit stressed, Scott. I, I no, I'm no, hearing no, stressed. Well, I'm driving in traffic through Chicago, and that sucks. So oh, okay. That going. All right. Yeah, be careful out there. God bless, guys. All right, Scott. That sounded Take like a care. man trying to convince himself. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. He was basically saying you should stop. You should stop saying that, that that you knew something bad was going to happen because that just reinforced the fact that he had thought the same thing seconds earlier. Yeah. Uh, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Hey. hey. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, it's a little bit off the script and off the point, but you mentioned this last week, um, and I'm very much looking forward to the game on Sunday. What I'm not looking forward to is this broadcast crew. Aaron Andrews, and maybe you can – I don't know what it is. I can't put my, a finger on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can help me with this. Mm-hmm. Aaron Andrews is the most overrated sideline reporter there is. She must have something on the network. There is something about her, and I don't know whether it's her teeth. It's like nails on chalkboard to me when I hear her voice. She just is is way too annoying, seems way contrived all the time. I just can't stand her, and I'm not looking forward to this broadcast crew. I'll right. hang up and listen. Okay. I, I think most people are still mad about Joe, the Joe Buck factor. It's the Joe Buck thing that drives most people nuts. I mean, I guess not I don't, sideline reporter. I can't. The only thing I noticed all season about sideline reporters, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, I just I, I don't care about sideline reporters. I think putting a microphone in a coach's face uh, for two questions that they don't want to answer and that the sideline reporter doesn't want to ask. I think it's the most meaningless exercise in sports media. But the only thing I really noticed all season was Pam Oliver, like three different times. It was like she had dental surgery three hours before going on TV. Yeah, you told me that. Or like she time. couldn't yeah. she couldn't properly form words yep. on national TV. Yeah, That's the only time I really noticed the sideline reporters during football games. Like, oh, something's wrong here. What is happening? Yeah, she you struggled okay? with, with the one. Well, didn't they go down to her one time? It was like, was it the, the Washington game? They went down to her? It was and, like her tongue was numb. Yeah, and something weird happened. Yeah. I don't know if we ever got an explanation. Uh, Sam, we're talking about uh, exercising demons and the Vikings' voyage for vindication. What's going on? Yeah, so obviously... As a Minnesota sports fan, we are nervous. And you can't try and tell yourself you're not because it doesn't matter who we're playing, you're nervous. But why I'm confident still is because of Zimmer. That defense is so good. And the thing, too, is is 
I'm going to look back at the Rams game. Rams first first drive, we looked terrible. They drove all over us, touchdown. The Zimmer is so good at adjusting, and that defense is so good at adjusting, and they're versatile and athletic that they're going to give us a great shot to win. Thank yeah, you, Sam. I think Sam brings up a lot of good points. I think he does. I. This is what I keep. This is my. This is my 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 plea to be calm. Why does it matter to you if other people are calm or not? Because I feel like I, I can. Is help. this a plea to yourself? I can. No, like no, Scott. Online. No, 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 no. Minutes ago. Understand this. As a football fan, I am so so jazzed for for this game right now. But my my advice or my plea to Vikings fans for calmness is based on this. If you've been a Viking fan for the past 20 years, you've never seen a Vikings team like this. It's built around defense. An offense is more fun. An offense is sexy. An offense is you you can do more shots during the course of a game, probably. You can drink more beers, probably, because it's fun. But defense is the difference with this team. This is why the, the Keenum conversation... Right, but why... But, like... Agreed. Yeah. Why does that mean that people should calm down? Because de- because defense is more reliable than offense. Offense offenses can struggle way more when, when you have your entire defense intact, which this team does. The odds of it having a really bad game are much less. Oh, you mean An people op- should calm down from being too, too nervous? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying our- to soothe. I'm trying to soothe fears here a little bit. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, your team is built around something that is much more stable. This is this is like a marriage. This is. It might be boring, but it's stable. This is not some girlfriend that you just met and you're in the throes of the early passion and then she lets you down and you lose the NFC title game. This is the stability of a marriage. That's defense. Do you just call your marriage boring? No, my marriage is great. I love my marriage. It's fantastic. Doesn't mean it's not boring. You might like boring things. There is stability. I am pretty boring. There is stability in my household, though. I feel stability, and that's what I'm saying is defense is stability. Cunningham to Moss is awesome, but guess what? It can be taken away. That's my plea to people, or that's my that's what I'm trying to tell those of you who have been following this team for the past 20 years, you've never seen this before. So basically, your wife is Linval Joseph. She's Xavier Rhodes or Harrison Smith. How about that? Mackie and Judd now continue. Oh, come on. On 1500 ESPN. Throwing into the end zone. No, he kept it. Dope for the end zone himself. And got it. What a play. Let's see exactly how it went. It was batted back to him. He did throw it. He caught it for a touchdown. Touchdown, Titans. What a play, Marcus Mariota, who just threw and caught a touchdown pass. The Brad Johnson touchdown strategy. Yeah, against from 1997. Carolina, right? Uh, now, Brad Johnson was rolling to his right on that play. Yep. Mariota to his left. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Tennessee Titans. I saw I saw that uh, a couple of times. How did the the announcer not see that he threw the ball and it just bounced it bounced back to him? I don't know because like, people make mistakes. No, I know, but it was pretty clear. It's only happened once in NFL no, history was, until then. But it was pretty clear he throws the ball, and what's weird is the guy bats it and then sort of like, okay, the play's dead, and Mariota goes and gets his nice play. You ripping the t- Tennessee no, Titans play by play guy. He's like, let's see what happened. Going I'm like, you saw zone. it. No, he kept it. Dope for the end zone himself and got in. Oh my goodness! I thought for sure Mariota had thrown it. 
what a play. Let's see exactly how it went. It was batted back to him. He did throw it. He just it. couldn't believe his own eyes. He did see Trust it, right? your instincts, dude. Trust your instincts. You saw it. Oh. Mr. Play-by-play experience over what here. What is happening right now? Well, no, I'm just saying I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't just trust himself and say, yeah, the ball was thrown. His tip back to him. <laughs> is there any job in sports you couldn't do better than the people that are doing it? NBA jobs couldn't do them. I, I wouldn't be good. Like, so that, that, but but that's literally just, just it. NBA? That's literally it. I couldn't do NBA. That's just NBA. It. I couldn't be an NBA executive. <laughs> NFL, yeah, I could do that. Hockey for sure. I'm all in, for, fact, in fact, there's there's a case to be made. I should be doing a hockey job right now. Uh, baseball, you know, baseball, old school baseball. Yes, it sort of passed me by though. An- analytics and all that stuff. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. Like about all the directions you could go, you're going to rip the Tennessee Titans play-by-play guy for not quite believing to, what he saw. I want him to trust that's himself. A play that's only happened prior oh, to that once the way, in the history of the NFL. Oh Al Michaels God. on on Saturday night first half was spectacular. He was the, very salty. The old yeah. man get off my lawn game of all time. It was, yeah. I saw I your tweet. Your it. tweet was great. Like if if he could call the miracle on ice game right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps it up, and thank God this game is done from Godforsaken Lake Placid. Good night. Yeah, exactly. That would be Al Michaels now. I, what I noticed about Al Michaels is he was he was overly subdued in that game. There's a lot of exciting things happening, and you had drama in the second half, and and he was just I don't know. It was it was this amazing game, and Al Michaels. Not I guess it wasn't an amazing game, but it was like it was a. Playoff game and it certainly wasn't Jacksonville Buffalo. Yeah, I, I had the yeah. I had the feeling that somebody might have said uh, something to him after the first half because the second half, you're right, he got really subdued. Yeah, he the was, first half he was he was, he was aggressive. He was aggressive in his uh, critiques of the league, and most of them were right on. Yeah, his replay critiques were outstanding. Yeah, so let's talk for a minute about that Chiefs game. I know being a Vikings fan is torturous. And I don't I don't want to get into a like which fan base is more tortured. I think the Vikings fan base is very tortured, and we can just leave it at that. But if you're a Chiefs fan the last 20 years, yes. the last time they won a home playoff game, I believe Joe Montana was the quarterback. Yes. Back in the early 1990s. Yeah, 94, right? And people are gonna rip Alex Smith because he's such an easy punching bag and he's not Tom Brady. And no, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback from that draft, and they're gonna rip him for failing in a big game. Alex Smith was pretty good in that game, and they jumped out to a 21-3 lead. Mm -hmm. The common denominator is Andy Reid. It's to the point where, yes, he's one of the great regular season coaches of the last 30 years record-wise. He'll win you 10 to 14 games in the regular season almost every year. But if if your ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl, Andy Reid is incapable at this point, right? Like, what... Yeah, what, what case can be made for Andy Reid yes. to be the coach of a team that aspires to win a Super Bowl? Yes. In fact, so so he is, let's see, in his playoff record now, he is 11-13. and 13. Five of the last six times that his teams have gone to the playoffs, they have lost in the first game. To make it even worse, so, of the four worst collapses, we're talking halftime lead and then collapses. Of the four worst collapses in NFL playoff history, Andy Reid... Coached two of them, mm-hmm. so you've got the you've, you've got the the Bills Oilers game from the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the that's the most glaring one, and then and that wasn't Andy Reid, obviously. And then you got last year's Super Bowl. Those are the two most famous ones. The other two, thirty eight to ten lead blown to the Colts 
about five years ago. In India, and then, I remember that one. And yeah. then yesterday, or yep. I'm sorry, uh, Saturday. Saturday, right? So yeah, this does. But but I I have a new theory about this. So in 2009, when the Vikings lost to the Saints, we all said, "Oh, it's Vikings luck, right? It's Vikings are cursed." Did we see it the wrong way? Was 2009 a byproduct of a guy from the Andy Reid coaching tree blowing a game? If to that, if the Saints, if the Saints played the Vikings with Reid as coach in 2009, and Reid blows the game in spectacular fashion, we all say it's Andy. I think we're seeing it wrong. I think 2009 is the product of a guy from Andy's coaching tree melting down in Andy-like fashion. Who are some other prominent members of the Andy Reid coaching tree? Can we cross-reference this any further? Mm, well, Andy oh, was... Doug Peterson, right? And Yes. We might be about to find that out. Yes. Yep. yep. Although not really fairy as Nick Foles. But if they're leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter and they melt down, we're, we're, I mean, it's hard to say for sure, but it's very possible... That the Andy Reid philosophy and even the coaching tree, I'm with you on this to some extent, that it focuses so much on scheme and these things that are very important. That Andy Reid's offensive scheme, if run right, is is unstoppable sometimes. You see, I mean, you've seen some of those Eagles and even like the Vikings offense in 09 where it is a kick-ass offense mm-hmm. if you get the right pieces in place. Mm-hmm. But it might lack attention to detail in some of the other important areas of coaching like timeout management, clock management. Uh, how to call plays when you're leading by 18 it, points instead of when it's close. It gets wound incredibly tight, and that's the problem. Yes. The playoffs are the one place where I think you've got to just calm yourself down, and that's tough. But Reed and Childress and, guy, and guys like that get to these these huge games, and they just tighten up. And now they're making decisions based on, we've got to do this now, and we've got to. And I think players look at that, and they're like, oh, holy bleep, what's wrong here? And, and I mean, the Vikings against the Saints, there's no question, melted down. Like, they were uptight as could be, made bad plays. And and I'm just saying, if we now go back and look and say, if Andy Reid had lost that game in 09, I think we all say, you know, it's still a really bad loss, but I'm not really surprised. And, yeah. Sh- and Childress was wired the same way. Yeah. You know, screaming frantically, basically, basically becoming more and more uptight. And people feel that. Players yeah. feel that. Yeah. And now, you know, I mean, I I think the one thing that you would say about Andy Reid is he's never had a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's never had that Aaron Rodgers or that Tom Brady. And that's true. Donovan McNabb, solid but not spectacular quarterback. Uh, Alex Smith, solid but not spectacular. There's probably a couple other guys. He had Mike Vick in there for a year with Philadelphia. You know, solid, not a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's the one argument he has, but... When you have an 18 point lead at halftime say, against Tennessee, on, which man. is which is yeah sort of an up and coming team, but certainly not great, and you blow that that lead at home, yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, do better. And I, the philosophy offensively became really weird. So what do you? If, it, the, the problem is, if you know you're going to win 10, 11, 12 games on a regular basis, I mean, this is what happened with Marty Schottenheimer too. Marty Schottenheimer won like 13 or 14 games in the regular season one year with. The uh, San Diego Chargers and, and the Chiefs and they fired too. him and the Chiefs and the Chiefs he won a bunch of games. Thing. Yeah, yep. I mean, well, and go back to the to the Browns too. Yeah. Do I fire Reed right now? Probably not. But there is at, at some point in time, uh, you're the fact that you have so much success and get into the playoffs and can't win is not some type of just oh weird blip. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't, a pattern. I don't think you should take ten plus wins every year in the regular season for granted. That's the hard part. I mean, it's kind of like the Ron Gardenhire twins. 
for 10 years, you're winning. I mean, your worst season was a few games below 500 over that 2001 through 2010 stretch. And then the postseason your, starts. But your postseason every year, and it's it's harder to get to 90 wins. Sure. Then and in the NFL, it's hard to get to ten or eleven wins and win divisions and and play playoff games. But if there's a clear roadblock, um, I don't know. You got to make a switch at some point. Dave, what's coming up in stuff you should know about? Uh, we've got a company that, uh, not very surprisingly, is not getting rave reviews from the BBB and a funny Walton not named Bill. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on finally, finally. on fifteen hundred ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Walgreens. Need the right relief fast? Swing by Walgreens today with brands like Vicks Dayquil and Nyquil Severe. You'll get maximum strength cold and flu relief day or night. Walgreens trusted since nineteen oh one. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. Hi, right, David Harrigan. Stuff time. You guys wrapped up the last segment talking Titans Chiefs, what went on on the field, Andy Reid on the sidelines. Let's talk about what was going on in the booth. Sean McDonough, what happened to you? From the 22, second and 10. Are you going to the goal line? Eric Decker, Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs with a touchdown for Kansas City. <laughs> that was weird. Is he was he sick? I don't know. I don't know. Now I need an explanation because yeah, no one's what voice should crack that much unless you're 14. Yeah, what grade is he? Now in? you. You guys know the the famous story involving McDonough and his voice cracking goes back to 92 when uh, Sid Bream scored the winning run, I think, in Game 7 against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and Jack... Save yes, at the plate! And, mm-hmm. and his voice cracked. And everyone's like, oh my God, his voice cracked. This can't be a Major League play-by-play guy. It was a big deal. So this is not the first time that uh, poor Sean McDonough's had some voice cracking I, issues. I, it was, I don't know, the ke- there's, there's no chemistry at all between him and John Gruden. And, and then Gruden kept saying it's not official yet. Like It's like they didn't talk about, okay, how are we going to, we, we got a week to figure this out. You're going to the Raiders. I have to address it. I'm the play-by-play guy. And it's like they never got together on it. And he starts the broadcast with saying goodbye to Gruden, and Gruden's like, oh, it's not official yet. It's like, well, I mean... It is, though, right? It's sounded a little more official at the end of the broadcast. Coach, as we uh, wrap this one up, all of us last night at our production meeting had a chance to uh, tell you what we think about you and how much you've meant to us and to Monday Night Football. And uh, Thank you. What a great way to send you up, appropriately so. Thank you. Good luck with the been opening. Been a great run. Thank It'll you. It'll be tough for a lot of us on this crew to be impartial. We go into those production Appreciate meetings and see you next year. Thank you. I don't know if there's going to be a next year for I'm, Sean McDonough. I don't think there will. I'm putting my... I'm, like he's going to die? No, no, no. I, I That's bet, what I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's back doing college n- next year, and I bet you they, they've got a three-person three, I got three person booth. 
That's my guess. Sean McDonough was a play-by-play man for ESPN. <laughs> I, I binge-watched yeah, Unsolved you know. Mysteries all weekend, and I am terrified to say, hope, do anything hope in the you dark slept right well. Now. Yeah. You guys watch any golf this weekend? Probably not. There's I, a lot of football going on. Really zero no. for me. No. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. I'm figure out what this is. Oh, that's it. Uh, here we go. Oh, man. Unbelievably <laughs> <laughs> good. Just go in. Just go in. Folks. Early prediction, but that's the drive of the year, and it may hold up for about seven or eight months. Uh, Dustin Johnson? Yep. Yeah. Par, oh. par four and left it, it basically just missed, right? Hole in one? Left it about three inches short of the cup. <laughs> so he drove a par four, 443 almost yard, 12 hole. Wait, it was down 404. Or excuse me, 433 yards. 433 yards? 433, yeah, downhill cool. with a wind at its back about 12 miles an hour. But still, he drove a golf ball 430 <laughs> yards. It literally what? stopped rolling three inches short of the cup, headed right at it. Wow. Impressed? He posted <laughs> after after he won the tournament. Did you guys see what he posted on Instagram? No. Just a photo of, of his wife, Pauline Gretzky, in a bikini with a trophy. Of course he did. With a trophy for the caption. I hope he was joking because uh, the microphones also got him saying to this cat to his caddy, ah, just missed it. Got a little thin. <laughs> Shut up, you jerk. That's amazing. Uh, let's talk. You know, I don't want to do this, but I kind of have to. Have you guys been keeping up on the LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, yes. All right, Luke next. Walton? Next item. Yes. No, we have to do it. It's pretty good. We have to do it because LeVar says that Luke should be canned because he's lost the locker room. And Lonzo said, uh, well, I guess didn't really back him up. So to say, I'll play for anyone. Yeah, he's fine. He's great. He's, he's super. Yeah, don't listen Can to my we dad. Just put, let's just send the whole family, all of the family, and then any extension of the family to Lithuania and stop covering them. Well, this was Rick Carlisle, coach of the Mavericks, uh, talking about ESPN's coverage. They should look at their sources and, and do a better job of determining whether they have any merit or any validity. Or are they just blowhard loudmouths? <laughs> like that. And then there yeah. was Luke Walton, coach of the Lakers. You subbed Lonzo out early in the first and third quarter, uh, early in the first and third quarter to get a run with the second unit. And then that unit played very well together. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the thought process on that and why you think that unit worked so well? Um, yeah. His dad was talking shit, so I took him out early. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Can somebody, there's there's such an easy thing here. Can somebody explain to me why the Lakers don't tell the old man, you can go to games, you can buy tickets, we don't really care what you do, you will no longer be a, a, allowed around this team. I thought for sure well, he's not. that the Lakers, but I mean, you see he's him. He's in Lithuania. No, but but I've seen him in the tunnel after games talking to they've opposing li- they've players. They've limited that access. He- I would tell him. You are. You have no access whatsoever. Doesn't matter, Judd. He, he ESPN keeps going back right. to the well. Well, and that's yeah, and that's ridiculous too. That's absolutely and ridiculous. everyone else. They sent TMZ, Jeff Goodman to Lithuania to spend twenty four hours a day with Lavar Ball. I, I mean, it's absurd. Carlisle. So Carlisle said that a bunch of coaches are getting together now and what are going to try and have uh, reporters' credentials revoked if they talk to Ball. Correct for stories, which you can't do. Like, but. I don't know. I, it almost just has to be a gentleman's agreement between all of the But going to the this guy outlets. for actual quotes is ridiculous.
Carlisle's they're not even interesting. Right. He just says things. Yeah. That's uh, he, he just says things. I could beat Michael Jordan. I would have smoked my Okay, like <gasps> who cares? That's great. Well, let's talk about the company then. The big baller brand. Because apparently they are not very highly thought of, according to the Better Business Bureau, who has a bureau oh, who has given no. them an F rating. <laughs> I know, I know, you're shocked. And frankly, I would put the onus on anyone who's ever ordered anything from BBB. That's on you. Correct. That's on you. But 44 reviews, all of them has been negative. This is the best one out of the three or four I've read uh, today. Complaint: <clears throat> This company does not offer refunds. I purchased two items. And was told there would be a one to two week delay. I have been waiting six weeks now. And when I asked why it is taking so long, I was called a, quote, small baller. What? <laughs> At this point, I believe they have decided to steal my money. <laughs> <laughs> Who called him a small baller? I don't know, but that's so, so we good. got hold of so someone from the company who said you're a small baller. You're a small baller. <laughs> I sort of love that one. Yes. <laughs> There's another one where Pretty someone's deserved. complaining they ordered two items. One of the items they got was wrong, and they said, well, look, you must have ordered the wrong item. <laughs> we sent you the right stuff. It's, you screwed up in the ordering process. That's, That's not on us. I love the small baller. Listen, okay, we'll just we'll let, we'll let send you shoes when we want to send you shoes. <laughs> small baller. How do we feel about the college football uh, next induction class going in, boys, including... Charles Woodson, Ed Reed, Frank Beamer, Mac Brown. Charles Woodson was pretty good. He yeah, was. Not too bad. He was very good. Yeah. I'm got fine with that class. Got yeah. me thinking. In the last 20 years, what's the closest the Gophers would have come to a college football Hall of Famer? Wow. I mean, like Barbara well, actually, Maroney. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that'd be Aside it right from there. those that'd two, though? right there. I mean, not to say... Anyone would have made the list, but Tyrone Carter had a really good career. He was very good. Um, and Barbara Maroney, if one of them, had, if if let's say it wasn't a split backfield, if like one of them would have gotten all of those yards, yeah. then I think for sure we'd be talking about a college football Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be it, though. Besides How about Reese, that? Reese Lloyd for his innovative style you know of what? punting? Markel Fleetwood. Now, there was a heck of a quarterback. Although that might go back more than 20 years. Markel Fleetwood. When does that go back to? I, I have don't no idea. I have, I have, I have no idea. Just Fleetwood is. Did you make up that name? No. He really played quarterback. Probably. Fleetwood Mac. Probably. Is he related to the golfer Tommy Fleetwood? Why not? Hmm. Markel. Markel was. Uh, no, I, I can name random golfer quarterbacks probably going back. 30 years, but uh, I mean, Batum. They could do a Hall of Fame celebration just for Glenn Mason's. Uh, meltdowns? meltdowns and yeah, like blown leads. It could do like a lifetime achievement. <laughs> yeah. Let's mention the good news of the day. Rivals.com, Texas AM reporter Courtney Rowland, a lot of people following this on social media, found alive and well. Do we have any other details besides that for people who have been following this? It's very strange that she she disappeared sometime a couple nights ago between like four o'clock in the afternoon and twelve o'clock. Had texted her roommate, I'm being followed by a strange man in a blue truck. And that was 12.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Okay. okay. Her truck was found, her Cherokee, white Cherokee, was found in the parking lot of a mall with her phone inside it and her purse and all of the things in her purse in some store in the mall. But no one had heard from her for like two days. Correct. And Houston and now police they found her. just saying, fine, alive and well, taken to a hospital. No details on what hospital or, or anything else. It's a very bizarre story. Yeah, that's uh, going to fill in some, some gaps there here in the next couple of days.
Um, yeah, let's come back here. Superstar Mike Morris in the noon hour, as usual, on Mondays. Courtney Cronin, Viking to Insider at 11.30. And we will dive back into that Reggie Lynch story from last week. The Gophers lost to Indiana, and now Amir Coffey is out. But uh, we'll dive into the Reggie Lynch story. More details and just some some secondary stories being written about that over the weekend at the top of the hour. 651-646-8255 if you have thoughts on the Vikings' voyage for vindication. Phil Mackey. He's a very excitable guy. Sometimes, you know, he gets off the reservation a little bit. Judd Zolgad. And he's like 200 years old. He's like the most negative dude in the world. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Play action breeze. Throws it near sideline. Wide open for the touchdown is the tight end, Josh Hill. Josh Hill, the forgotten man in the Saints passing attack, and the, certainly the Panthers forgot about him because he's wide open for a nine-yard touchdown. Oh, man. I, Twitter's a, a blaze for us today. We're getting a ton of reaction from, from people. I don't know, just on both sides of the fence. Is it Super Bowl or bust? Matthew Collar's on your side. He said, get to the Super Bowl, and the season will be a success. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't know. I, I I think we can set the expectation as high as we want with this team, and I don't think we should feel guilty about it. I did throw together a couple commercial breaks ago a Voyage for Vindication t-shirt. And it looks really good. If we send this out, yes. is it going to jinx the voyage? That's the question. Twitter poll. There's only one way to find out. If So what should the question be? If we create Twitter poll, yeah. Voyage for Vindication shirts, yep, right now, we could even say... Not even like would you buy? People are gonna. Buy yeah, no, no, no. Would it Does jinx? It jinx? Yes. Do you think it would jinx? Yes. We'll just leave a... the question there. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm just waiting on a couple little tweaks from it our looks, designers here. It looks but, good. Uh, and the four is the number four prominently placed mm-hmm. in honor of four Super Bowl losses. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre's number. Mm-hmm. The date of the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in February. I don't know. Hey, look, I've always said about the jinxes, like the it's happening jinx with the twins. Don't blame me. If you can't live up to the pressure of the T-shirt, okay? The T-shirt means your prime time. It means you've arrived. Absolutely, If you can't yes. live up to the pressure yes. of the It's Happening shirt or the Voyage for Vindication that's shirt. That's not the maker's that's fault. That's no longer on us. I would agree with you on that. That's on the team. Take the pressure and thrive. Yes. Take the pressure and run. Yes. If you wilt, that's on you. Yeah. Then you weren't meant to be champions. Correct. If everything must be perfect all the time, you weren't meant to be champions. Correct. Okay, that's fair. Yes. Um, I have a list if you want. Uh, I have two lists. You get to pick one. I have a list of all the exclusive Super Bowl parties in town in the week leading up to, like all the celebrity parties and prominent parties. I also have a full list of Craigslist. Hat tip to uh, my former uh, Buffalo High School I don't know, compadre, my buddy Dylan Wollenhouse at CARE 11. Mm-hmm. We went to Buffalo High School together, and I saw him tweeting about this yesterday. Uh, a list of Craigslist housing rental options during Super Bowl week where people are trying to... Oh, let's start with that one. You want, you want to go there? That's better. Right. Yep, I like that one. Uh, and I've sorted these just for fun by how much people are trying to charge for their home to rent out here. Like, here's one. I'm just going to click on this one. This was posted on December 24th. It's a three-bedroom, 1,100-square-foot home for rental uh, starting on February 2nd. Two-car garage, 15 minutes from any event. So it's you know somewhere, I don't know, Roseville, I don't know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that type of rental would be worth? So not a big house, like a three-bedroom, 1,100-square-foot. 
You get it for a couple days leading up to the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. So I get it for two days leading up to the game. I think it's probably two nights is what this is. And I get the house and I get... Uh, da, 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 da. Total guess. By not, the way, there's no photos. What the market is, I'm going to guess $75,000. They want $150,000. Wow! But they didn't even put any pictures up of their home. <laughs> I was, I was at least way put, off. At least like put a couple of fake pictures up of your home. Let me find another one here. Something more. I'm sorry. Realistic. Did you you said one fifty? A hundred. They're they're asking for a hundred fifty thousand oh dollars for a home fifteen minutes away. Here's another one. This is a okay. This is a one bedroom apartment downtown Minneapolis. One bedroom, six hundred square feet. Uh huh. So kind of like a hotel room, basically. It's uh, it's kind of in the in the warehouse district area. I'm looking for someone to take over my lease. At Soul House uh, for the lead up to the Super Bowl. $13,000. $13,000. And there's no like, I think it's just the week leading up. It's amazing. They'll get it too. They probably will for this one. Downtown Minneapolis. Some of these are really vague. I'm still stuck on this one. $150,000 for a house that you have no pictures of. Yes. That's that's not even, like, it's close to downtown, but it's still a little bit. 15 minutes away. 15 minutes. That is remarkable. Here's one with arcade games. A three-bedroom rental with arcade games for $10,000. They put pictures up. There's a Pac-Man machine. (laughs) That's going to sell me. Oh, it's 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 Mrs. Pac-Man. Mrs. Pac-Man? Two miles to the stadium, less than a mile to light rail. At least that's three close. bedrooms with arcade games. Beautiful Victorian three bedroom, two miles to the stadium, quick walk to the light rail, more than just a place to stay. It's the perfect rental for people who want a fun space during Super Bowl week. This space comes with a full kitchen, two baths, laundry access. Uh, each room except the bathroom and kitchen come with an arcade game. They have arcade games in every room. Wow. Yeah. They want um, $10,000, but they're not, some of these people aren't putting an actual timetable on it. Like ten grand for a week if you're going to bring in. Yeah. If I get it for a week and I'm going to bring in a bunch of friends and I'm already paying money to go to the Super Bowl, I guess I could. So d- dumb question, but let's say I rent a person's house and and my friends come and we trash said house. Do we then do we then pay for it? Is there an insurance component built into these agreements for Craigslist? That's yeah. the wild wild west. So basically, if it's Airbnb, so if I burn your it's house, more official. If I burn your house down, you you've got to come find me. Craigslist. Yeah, that's why. I mean, if you're if you're the person who's, if you're going to right, like I someone living your in your home, you should probably have some sort of paperwork or some ID that you, I would think that you'd get a photo of their ID or something. I don't know. I don't or are people. you planning on doing something? No, I'm just saying, I don't think I would. I think with my nature, I wouldn't trust someone to get hold of my house and possibly have too much fun. And then I come back and it's just ashes. Well, what would you, Why? I guess here's a question. I mean, you guys live within... 10 minutes of downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Have you thought about, or Dave, I mean, Woodbury, it's a little further away, but uh, but for, I mean, you guys are like the suburb next to Minneapolis. Yeah. Have you thought about five, ten thousand $10,000, someone living in your home for a couple days? Uh, has, that, has that been a discussion? It has that, not been a discussion, It's no. a discussion that took has no. taken place in my home, for no. sure. But because we rent right now, we're not allowed to... To you sublease yeah. on a rental. No. In fact, they've sent out about 19 emails. <laughs> hey, just so you know, well, just you're so in you know, prime territory to do it. Uh, no, we have. Uh, we've talked about the fact that people are going to rent their houses. We have not talked about actively renting ours. Yeah. Like I sold my condo a year ago, and one of the 
I mean, it was ready. It was it was time. It was time to move somewhere else. It was a good run. It was six years. And the only thought in my head was, if I hang out for one more year and I own this unit, and it was downtown Minneapolis, like where people would be looking for hotels. It's you know, it would be in that yeah. general area. How much money could I get just for the week of the Super Bowl if I were to oh. stay in this thing for one more year? And the answer, I probably don't want to know. Well, you could have gotten a ton with that place. Ten grand, maybe. Probably. Probably it's not money to scoff at, but no, they, the, uh, the, um, idea of, of actually renting our house out has not been actively discussed you as still have a reasonable time. thing. Have that discussion. Have to clean the house a lot before we did that. Let's okay. Somebody that. said $10,000 for two nights, three nights. You wouldn't consider that if someone came to me and said that I, Probably would. Can we? Can Dave and I put but your house up on Craigslist just to see if Absolute, we get any tickets? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. We won't say it's your house. We'll just say that it's a house. Go, go get a couple wide-angle lens photos that look nice. <laughs> absolutely not. I do not want my house. Fifteen thousand. If somebody came to me, but I if, you see, my problem is I would have to trust them. There'd be a lot of people. I'd be like, well, but you can like just do paperwork. You. Paperwork. Trust can come in the form of paperwork. Not to mention, you don't want to live in that house anyway. You want to rent somewhere. Oh, I know I do. If what? they burn the hey, place down, hey. that's only good news for you. Once the dog dies, we're out of there. When the dog dies, we're gone. You're staying for the dog? Yeah, I'm staying oh, for the dog. Oh, that's dedication. I can't move the dog to a high rise. Sure you can. She's no, little. She wouldn't like that at all. No, no. Once the dog goes, <laughs> that's it. We're out of there. And I'm not doing a lot of work, by the way, too. You can fix oh, it up yourself. You can fix it up yourself. <laughs> Pay me less. Fix it up yourself. In fact, you know what? Rip it down. Build a a new house, which is what people do now, and be done with that house. That's fine. That's good. Um, maybe we'll get to that list of parties later on. We should do that before. Maybe when Superstar Mike Morris comes in here, we can get to that list of parties. He's probably going to a bunch of them. 